probably trust that you all had a good time so far with your family and that you will uh, continue to do that when we leave here. But we're doing this, of course, because we want to do things different as the family of God. I think we've allowed the world to, to use a common phrase today, to uh, hijack Christmas from Christians. We follow the world rather than having the world follow us when it comes to Christmas time. And so I think it's time for us to take a stand when it comes. We need to do things different. Amen? Amen. We need to act what we are supposed to be, and that is Christians, and to instill a Christian culture in our society rather than just going along. And that's one of the reasons for this, because... But another reason, of course, the underlying one, is so that we might encourage you as parents to keep the Christmas story as a part of your family tradition and pass it on from one generation to another. Now, you know, many of us feel that uh, we automatically follow what happens in the United States of America. Well, you know what's happening over there. You can't even say Merry Christmas in schools today. Christ is kept out of everything when it comes to public demonstration of Christianity. You say that cannot happen here. Yes, it can. That's what Americans said some 15, 20 years ago as well. But it's happened there. So it's up to the Christians to keep this tradition strong, not to the unsaved. There will be no resistance from the unsaved, none to speak of anyway. So if there's any resistance that will come about, in keeping, like we say, Christ in Christmas, it has to come from believers. It has to come from Christians. That means are doing things that we do not normally do. We don't just go along with the flow of our culture. For instance, right now we are fighting this big gambling issue here, and we have a group of pastors who are for it. And the reason why they say they are for it is because it's so much of a part of the culture that we cannot, it's impossible for us to eradicate it. That's a terrible position for pastors to take. God says there's nothing impossible with him. And if a culture has sinful, immoral practices, it's up to the Christians to try to remove it. Amen? And that's what we have to do all along the line. And I think this is becoming more and more of an issue for us as believers to stand up for what we believe and don't be afraid to do things differently. So we want to uh, give an opportunity for you as parents to demonstrate how you share the Christmas story with your children. And later on we're going to ask you to share that. Uh, Anton and Marissa and his kids are going to demonstrate what they do. And if you want to take part in this by sharing as a family, uh, maybe singing, or whatever it is, something that you do to keep Christ in Christmas for your family, we want to encourage you to come out and share that as a member of the family of God here at Calvary Bible Church. We're going to ask you also for, uh, if you have special Christmas carols you want to sing. We don't have, we, we have an outline of course here, but we don't have a set liturgy today. Do you realize that we have a real stone, in stone liturgy here at Calvary Bible Church? You open in such a way, you do this at a certain time, you do that at a certain time. That's a liturgy. Well, this morning we don't have any liturgy. So that means we're open to anything that you want to contribute 
as a member of the family of God, but with the sole purpose that you glorify God and that you edify the body. That would be the main thing. So we want to focus, though, on telling the Christmas story. And I'm going to ask you right now to stand and take your hymnals. Yes, we still use the hymnals here at Calvary Bible Church once in a while. Uh, stand, and we want you to turn to page 766. Now it's page 766, not hymn number 766. Page 766 and reading number 41. Reading number 41. This is the Christmas story. And as I said, we just want to repeat this Christmas story again and again. I'll read the light print, and then I'll ask you to respond by reading the dark print. 766, number 41. Everybody's got it? Okay. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. To be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at the things which were told them by the shepherds. The shepherds were amazed at what happened on that first Christmas. We should continue to be amazed ourselves because of the tremendous event that happened there. Now we can open in prayer. And I'm going to ask a young man who should be prepared to pray at any time he's called upon because he's a trained individual and he's been trained at one of the best he's been trained at one of the best uh, seminaries in the world Dallas Theological Seminary so we're going to ask our ex senior youth pastor to please open in prayer for us Terence Spindle let's give him a hand good to have Terence with us I was 
I was looking at Kayla and he said <laughs> something and I, did, I had no idea what I was doing. Um, okay, let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much for uh, just this time every year where we get to gather and uh, just remember the greatest gift that, that you've ever given and could ever give to us. Uh, Father, we just pray that uh, we would um, just take time to slow down, uh, maybe take a break from technology and TV and iPads and iPhones and uh, Android phones, whatever, whatever is your thing. And uh, Lord, just help us to take that break and, and meditate on uh, what this season means and what it means for, for God to be with us in the flesh, in the incarnation, that great mystery that we'll never be able to comprehend, but it means so much to us, God. Um, Lord, we thank you for this time again, and uh, we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Okay. Antonis and leaders, you may be seated. Antonis and leaders in some carols now. Good morning and a Merry Christmas to all of you. I don't know what kind of Christmas Eve you've had into a Christmas morning, but yesterday a former neighbor came by just uh, with a sad story about her marriage falling apart and all of that. And a couple hours after that, I got a phone call from my mom to say, come to your sister's house. It was broken into. And was there until 11 last night. Um, and then this morning, Jude got up vomiting. And, um, you know, it was like so rough the, the last 12 hours or so for us as a family. But we're thankful that we can still have a blessed Christmas in the midst of all the negativity around us. And, uh, Maybe you've had a worse, you know, 12 to 16 hours than I just explained, but you're here, and we thank God for your presence here today, and we're going to just try to focus as best we can on this Christmas story this morning as we read the scriptures, as we sing uh, some of the familiar carols, and we're going to begin with number uh, seven, Angels from the Realms of Glory, and um, I'll ask you if you would please... Uh, stand with me as we sing this carol, and then we'll sing another carol after that, uh, for which you may be seated. Number seven. Angels from the realms of glory, wing your flight o'er all the earth. He who sang creation's story now i 
may be seated. And please turn to Numbers 27. 27. As we sing, Once in Royal David City. Once in Royal David City stood a lowly cattle shed, where a mother laid her baby in a manger for his bed. All right, we're going to show the, or look at the Christmas story now as, as it is told traditionally. We're going to show a clip from a new movie on the Nativity, or the Life of Jesus, that's coming out soon. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying, and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. 
And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country, to a town in Judah. And she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit, and she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment, of what was spoken to her from the Lord. When Mary returned home, her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. 
she will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Saviour, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them.
But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold, and frankincense. And myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. Now when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise. Take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you, for Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. And he rose and took the child and his mother by night and departed to Egypt and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Out of Egypt I called my son. Oh, isn't that a wonderful and a thrilling story? It really is, no matter how many times you hear it again and again. By the way, you see all those kids over there? They can have that now on the iPods and everything else, on video. So maybe that's what you have to buy for your kids now, a little app with a nativity story on it. What would you say, Terrence? Sounds good.
All right. Remember said, Mary pondered these things in her heart. And that's what we want to do today, to ponder the nativity, what happened on that first Christmas when God gave us Emmanuel. First Christmas gift, God with us. We want to ponder that in our hearts as well and to communicate that story to our children again and again. Now, Anton is coming. Are you still able to do that, Anton? Or Anton is coming, and he's going to show us how he and Marissa tells the Christmas story to their kids. Boy, he doesn't look like he's in any problems. Okay, while uh, Marissa comes, um, I'm going to let her explain the Chessie Tree devotional while I get the prop set up, which we will be using uh, to tell this Christmas story to our children uh, today. This is the exact uh, devotional from the Chessie Tree for today that we'll be doing, and uh, she'll explain what the Chessie Tree is all about. Good morning. Merry Christmas to you all. Um, I was introduced to the Jesse tree by the Worlds um, some years ago before we even had children. And what it's basically about is it tells a story um, about the birth of Christ, about the family of Jesus, through the genealogy of Jesus, tracing him through Jesse, son of David. Um, sorry, the father of David. And so this, there's <laughs> a devotional every day, um, beginning from the Advent season. And every day it tells some part of the story, starting with um, the, you'll see the symbol of the shoot of Jesse, and then it goes on to creation when God made the world, and up through the fall of man, and it just keeps going up and up and up through Abraham, and so we see God's promises being fulfilled for the Old Testament, straight up to the birth of Jesus, and so... <laughs> He's following in his father's footsteps. <laughs> so, <laughs> so basically, this is our, our Jesse tree. Thanks to the worlds, they um, created this one. They shared it with Chris and Michael, and they created um, the the tree. And then I created this, these symbols here that we hang from it. And all the symbols are different pictures of different stories in the Bible. I don't know if you can see them, but like you'll see here... Um, Bring it, okay, yeah, there we go. So, like, you'll see, like, the rainbow, the symbol of Noah's Ark and the creation of the earth. And then there's a symbol for the serpent and the fruit and the commandment. So it keeps going up through Scripture. And so now we're going to share the last devotional for today, which would have been when Jesus was born. Today's Scripture... Luke 6, Luke chapter 2, rather, verses 6 through 21 from the easy-to-read version. And uh, Anna is going to share in this reading. She loves to read and to read the scripture as well. So. Well, while Joseph and Mary were in Bethlehem, the time came for her to have the baby. She gave birth to her first son. She wrapped him up well and laid him in a box where cattle are fed. 
She put him there because the guest room was full. That night, some shepherds were out in the fields near Bethlehem watching their sheep. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord was shining around them. The shepherds were very afraid. The angel said to them, Don't be afraid. I have some very good news for you, news that will make everyone happy. Today your Savior was born in David's town. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This is how you will know him. You will find a baby wrapped in pieces of, pieces of cloth and lying in a feeding box. Then a huge army of angels from heaven joined the first angel, and they were all praising God, saying, Praise God in heaven and on earth. Let there be peace to the people who please him. The angel left the shepherds and went back to heaven. The shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this great event the Lord has told us about. So they went running and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the feeding box. When they saw the baby, they told, the, they told what the angels said about this child. Everyone was surprised when they hear, heard what the shepherds told them. Mary continued to think about these things, trying to understand them. The shepherds went back to their sheep, praising God and thanking Him for everything they had seen and heard. It was just as the angel had told them. When the angel was eight days, when the when the baby was eight days old, he was circumcised, and he was named Jesus. This was this name was given by the angel before the baby began to grow inside Mary. And now, today's devotional reading. Our waiting is over. Jesus is born. The star is shining. The angels are praising. The shepherds are worshiping. Our Savior is here. Mary was happy to have her beautiful baby, but she knew that not every day would be as special as his birthday. She knew that raising God's son was going to be a challenge, but for the moment she tried to enjoy all the amazing things that had happened. When sin first came into the world, God made a promise. Even when the people forgot about God and the promise, God didn't forget about the people. God guided the people, protected the people, and loved the people. Even when they were sinful, God was faithful, and today the promise is fulfilled. So Anna, what is your favorite part of the Christmas story? Jesus growing. Jesus growing. <laughs> okay, growing inside of Mary's womb. Yes. Okay. Let's say a word of prayer together. Let's pray to the Father. Thank you, God, for your amazing, precious, wonderful gift of your Son, Jesus. Amen. And now, and now what happened is the last symbol today would be a star. And I don't think Anna can reach it. <laughs> Still, we have, and she would put it here at the top of the tree. And Very there good. is our Jesuit tree devotionals. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you.
How many days is the, uh, the, the Jesse tree goes? It all depends upon the Advent season, so it could be 21 25, okay. How many of you know about the Jesse tree? Your parents. It's a very, very good, uh, very, very good way of sharing the story of Jesus Christ. It starts right from the beginning. You said this boy was sick? I don't believe that. <laughs> come here, boy, come here. Oh. One time, didn't he act like Jesus? One time? Yeah, he was Jesus one time. I'm not your daddy. No one is daddy. Go ahead. You see the, little, the first little baby, the first little baby, hey, the first little baby that they showed looked like a Chinese baby. Do you see that? His eyes like that, that's for sure. All right. Now, we're going to show you a couple of more clips here. Again, we're trying to show you different ways of telling the story. We're going to show you a little clip now what happens when children tell the Christmas story, Okay. Zechariah, do not be afraid. Your prayers have been answered. A son will be born to you. But how can that be? I'm an old man. Because you have not believed, you will be silent until the day your baby is born. Congratulations, Elizabeth. You had a son. What's his name?
come from and why are you here? We have been following a star. There's a baby king born. Could you help us find him? No, but I do have wise men. Ask them. They might know something about it. They'll tell you where to go. Thank you, king. Oh, wait. And when you find him, tell me where he is so I can worship him too. Thank you, King. That's a kid version. But you know, a lot of people don't know the real meaning of Christmas. But you know something? Someone did. Charlie Brown knew the real meaning of Christmas. How many of you know of Charlie Brown? All right. He knew the real meaning of Christmas. Watch this. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. Of Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God, and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. Of Christmas, Charlie Brown. Actually, it was Linus who knew Christmas, not Charlie Brown, right? All right, now you know, as most of you know, I'm a real tickler when it comes to accuracy in biblical truth, especially when it comes to telling the Christmas story. You know, we have a lot of um, tradition associated with the Christmas story that is really not biblically accurate. For instance, how many wise men, um, who saw the star, and many other things. Um, there are important issues, but we should not think that they are more important than the true story itself, what the story is all about. Sometimes we could get so involved in, you know, whether the wise man came when he was still a little baby, or when he came when he was two years old, or whatever, was he born on the 25th of December, and so on. All of those things... A lot of people get uh, overly concerned with, and sometimes we forget the true meaning of Christmas. This little, this final one gives us a little idea of that.
One December night, over two thousand years ago, a shining star illuminated a gathering of kings, shepherds, angels, and animals round a baby in a stable. Twas the nativity, and it marked the end of a journey that began on a donkey's back. Whoa, hold up there, Jeeves. Yeah, I beg your pardon. Your nativity. That's not exactly how it happened. Here, look. Let's start with that donkey. Neither of the gospel stories mentions Mary traveling by donkey, and given the sixty miles of rough terrain they traveled, it's more likely they used a wagon. <laughs> Minor details, but then the innkeeper informs them there's no room. Again, the Bible doesn't actually mention an innkeeper, and in the Greek, the word "inn" refers to an upper room in a house, not an actual motel. Oh, blast! Look, wherever it was, there was no room. So Mary and Joseph were sent to the stable. Uh, no stable. <sighs> Not in the Bible either. Now you're catching on. And in those days, most animals were typically kept in a cave. A cave? Yuppers. So it could have been that instead of a stable. The Bible doesn't really say. And the Star of Bethlehem. Duh, that's biblical. Well, we're actually right for once. It's a Christmas miracle. Okay, so now came the shepherds and the three kings. No kings. Three kings is from the song. The Bible says magi, which means wise men. Three wise men? That works. Well, not so fast. While the Bible does mention three gifts, it doesn't specify the number of wise men that brought them. You mean there could have been more? Oh yeah, a whole posse even. With a crowd like that, it's a miracle the baby Jesus never cried. What? No crying he makes? That's just a lyric from a way in a manger, not actual scripture. <laughs> well, of course he was crying. You just added a whole crowd of strange men. Eh, yes and no. There may have been many wise men, but they weren't there that night. You see? Okay, that's enough. Except for the bloomin' star of Bethlehem, you've just dismantled the most inspiring image of Christian tradition. So what's your point? Point? Well, I guess it's this: even when all of the man-made traditions are stripped away, the eternal truths still remain. Whether they traveled by donkey or wagon, God brought them safely to the birthplace that was prophesied. Whether born in a stable or cave, God provided shelter in a strange new land. Whether there were three kings, three wise men, or many. God called the elect to bear witness and testimony to the birth of Emmanuel. So whether your manger looks like this or like this, the one thing that remains unchanged is this: a baby boy, born of a virgin, this day in the city of David, a savior, which is Christ the Lord. Bless you, sir. I'll never look at the miracle of December twenty-fifth the same way again. December twenty-fifth. Oh, I almost forgot. Stop that music. So the main thing is the birth, right? The baby. He was born. God became man. Emmanuel, God with us. Amen. All right. We're going to have the living stones now to come, and after this, we're going to give you an opportunity if you'd like to share anything concerning Christmas, how you celebrate Christmas, what Christmas means to you, anything you'd like to share concerning Christmas, as far as it impacts you and your family. This is a wonderful time to express your heartfelt love or.
praise, whatever you'd like for our Lord Jesus Christ during this time. And this is the Christmas Day party for Jesus. And so we're here to just celebrate this wonderful miracle, this wonderful gift of Jesus Christ coming into the world to destroy the works of the devil. He was born to deliver us, you and me, from our sin. Because of his birth, because of his death, the world will never be the same again because of his resurrection from the dead. Just a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, hope has arrived and they still don't know. God come to earth through an ordinary virgin girl. Peace, love, and joy come and make things right. Where men walked in darkness, now there is light from a cradle. A cradle that rocked the world. Son of God, become son of man. Heaven's perfect king is a perfect lamb. Fulfilling the plan that was laid before the stars were unfurled. A song fills the air, everything has changed. The world, oh yeah. Can't believe that a king would leave a beautiful place where we can't conceive, a place where the streets are gold and the gates are pearl. But that's what he did so long ago.
I guess that does away with that uh, traditional saying, the hands that rock the cradle rocks the world. It's a little different here, doesn't it? And, all right, who's going to be first? Anyone on the share? What does Christmas mean to you? How do you celebrate Christmas with your family? Just stand and we'll bring the mic to you. Come on, folks. Let's go. So Christmas doesn't mean anything to you at all. Except getting gifts, right? No one. This is the 16th year that we've been doing this. And this is the first... This is the first time I think we haven't had someone who wanted to share. What I think of the Christmas story is that um, Mary became pregnant and um, through the Holy Spirit, and he, she bore Jesus for nine months. And as it was normally, a woman would become pregnant and carried a child for nine months. But Mary bore Jesus for nine months for me to have eternal life forever. And that's what Christmas means to me. And, um, and I thank the Lord for Jesus' birth. If it wasn't for his birth, I would never have eternal life. And I thank, him, thank God for that. But with my family, we usually celebrate Christmas with... Um, Christmas carol, we go into the neighborhood and we sing to different homes and stuff like that. And um, we climax with a celebration with food. And also we tell the story that how we had Christmas in the island when we were children growing up and how our parents gathered around us and, and did different things. But the thing is that if you know how we knew Christmas in the island, it was a whole different story. Christmas just came alive to me after I became saved. And so I thank the Lord for coming into a new, um, what do you call it, understanding of Christmas. Because in the island it was totally different. And I thank the Lord for opening my eyes to come into understanding the gospel of Jesus Christ. To understand what Christmas really means to me. Amen. Thank you, Priscilla. That's a good point there. How many of you can... Um, Relate to that. How many of you had a different attitude towards Christmas after you became a Christian than before? Anyone want to share to that? I know it certainly made a difference in my life. Because I used to celebrate with drinking and partying and all of that kind of a thing. It certainly made a difference. Amen? And that's what Christ is supposed to do, is to make a difference in our lives. And that's why we, we as Christians, I think, need to celebrate Christmas in a different way. Amphazam. Yes. Christmas, when I was a young girl, was introduced to me while I was in the convent school, where I was introduced to this little baby Jesus through the nuns. And I remember that all the songs that they sang, like Joy to the World, Noel, and all of that, I sang as part of the nativity play. You know, Hindu child doing an activity because I was in the convent school. And at home, we didn't celebrate it because my parents were Hindus, but in school, it was a part of my life until I got saved. 
before that, I, don't, I, I know I love Jesus, but I think it is after I got saved that the meaning of the birth of Christ um, sort of stuck. The reason why I'm so special because he died for me and saved me so that I'm such a special person in his life. And I think the older I grow, I am convicted that I don't need anything else but him. And Amen. As I am a mother, a grandmother, and uh, well, wife first, the Christmas days mostly thinking about how I can extend the love of Christ to other persons, and I'm hoping that I would pass that on to the children and grandchildren, and I think it's slowly, slowly working, having food, calling my relatives early in the morning, wishing them Merry Christmas, and friends that I know, and just to let them know thank you, and pass the blessings of, of Christ to them, and I think that's the most important part of what Christmas has meant now. Good, very good. This is, I know nobody's going to answer this one. How many of you made no change at all in your life after you became a Christian as far as it comes to Christmas? In other words, do you celebrate Christmas the same way you always did? I know nobody's going to answer that, can I respond to that one. Hey, Kinson. It wasn't a big change when I became a Christian. That's the blessing of a Christian home, isn't home, it? Home, exactly. And that's what we want to create here, that same type of a thing, where that kind of a tradition, tradition could go on and on. Now, many of you know the reason why we have started this service, or this party, as it were, on Christmas Day. It's because of the experience we had with the school right here, and I'm sure Terrence remembers this. We're one of the, I told the story every year, and I'll do it again, where we got a call from the principal of the school right down here, asking us to come down there to tell the Christmas story. So I said, of course, we'd be glad to do that, but why? Why are you asking us to do that? I'm sure you tell the story there all the time. They said they actually did a survey in the school, and they found that the majority of children did not know that Christmas was to celebrate the birth of Christ. They thought it all had to do with Santa Claus. And so rather than going to the school, we asked them to come here. And we had this place filled with students, and Terrence was then the pastor of the uh, young people, and he presented the Christmas story. Chris, remember that, Terrence? And that was 16 years ago, believe it or not. Usually it live. It happened right here, and the place was filled with kids. And uh, that's why we were motivated to do this, to encourage Christian parents to tell their children the Christmas story every year. So it becomes such a part of their life that they will tell their children and that the Christmas story will be told from one generation to another. And we won't allow what's happening in the States now to happen here and we cannot share Christ any time we want. Amen? I was saying just a few days ago, as I was thinking about Christmas and what we do and all of that, I thought about the families who lost their children in that massacre in the United States. And, you know, how will they be comforted during this time? Because if there's anybody who's really going to feel a negative impact, it would be those parents. And, you know, I was thinking, I said, maybe we should just pray that there'll be someone to encourage those parents, especially those who know that their kids have placed faith in Christ, that this is the first time they're spending Christmas with Jesus Christ. 
But we need to pray for those families. Amen? We need to pray for them and to ask God to comfort them during this time of the year. And we could expand that to others even right here, not only those who have gone through a tra- tragedy, but those who are less fortunate than we are. In a few moments, we're going to be asking the kids again to bring the presents, to put it here in the container that will be given to the children of AIDS victims. Because, again, we feel that this is a way of encouraging the children to give around Christmas time, give of what they've gotten, not only to expect gifts, but to give as well to those who will not be able to give back. So that's all a part of this um, this service or this party we're having. And maybe next year we're going to focus on the party aspect a little bit more. But right now, anybody else would like to share? Okay, Paul. Um, I just have to give thanks all the time. I really appreciate the sacrifice that was made for all of us as his family. Um, and this is a special year for us because this is for us here. We aren't together as a family because Chris wasn't able to come, come home That's this right. year. But um, thanks to Ample Sam's family, he's, um, he's spending Christmas family also. Fantastic. Very um, good. And, um, but we still give thanks because he's having an amazing time, um, learning a new culture, experiencing things that I wish I had experienced. Um, we've had a difficult year this year. But in all of it, we see God's hand in amazing ways. I, you know, you talk about the indescribable gift. I think only we as Christians can really appreciate that um, as we live through the mountaintop experiences and the valley experiences. God is always there, and he's absolutely amazing. Amen. He's absolutely amazing. How many of you agree with that? Say amen. Amen. Okay. But by the way, talking about students... How many students are here now that are coming home for Christmas? Would you stand again? Let's give them another uh, welcome, greeting. Okay, all the students, thank the Lord for them who are here. All right. All right, very good. All right, Alan is going to uh, sing for us at this time. I was going to share what Patrice shared, but uh, she beat me to it. So <laughs> this song I'm going to sing is called Joseph's Song. It's just... Um, looking at Joseph and perhaps what he felt and what he thought um, as he held the Son of God in his hands.
can a man be father to the Son of God? Lord, for all my life I've been a simple carpenter. How can I raise a king? How can I raise a king? He looks so small. His face and hands so fear And when he cries The sun just seems to disappear But when he laughs It shines again How could it be? man be father to the Son of God. Lord, for all my life I've been a simple carpenter. How can I raise a king? Can I raise a king? How could it be? Baby in my arms Sleeping now So peacefully Son of God The angels said How could it be Now, as the children come to bring gifts to Jesus, which will be given to underprivileged kids, for as you do unto the least of these, he said, you've done it unto me. We're going to sing the carol, Joy to the World. And if you happen not to know Joy to the World in its fullness, it's number three. It might even be up on the screen. I see our media team, Megan, is ready to go today. <laughs> and so let's uh, sing Joy to the World as gifts up. Brought to Jesus. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive the King. Let every heart prepare Him room. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and nature sing.
sounding joy. Repeat the sounding joy. Repeat, repeat the sounding. He rules the world. I hold you in the beginning 
We want to thank you for coming out and that you have a blessed day today. Anton is going to lead us in a closing carol as we leave. Let's just sing the chorus. Go tell it on the mountain. Go tell it on the mountain. Christ is